even though I might have five or six different tasks or five or six different goals, it doesn't necessarily mean all the goals are created equally. Like there's ones that I place more importance on. And then I, I say, when did I start this goal or this task? Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I am joined by Jacob Perkins. Now, he's a World Cup speed skier. He's got manufacturing engineering team that he leads at Amatrol Inc., and he's a proud owner of Jacob Perkins LLC, and that's a training company, I believe. But yeah, Jacob, over to you, a skier. That sounds really quite exciting. Pretty exciting. For those who don't know, speed skiing is a sport where you're in a tuck and you're skiing in a straight line as fast as possible. You're clocked between two timing traps at the bottom of the hill and the fastest wins. It's something I actually got into later in life. Growing up, I played a lot of tennis and I did alpine ski racing, but then afterwards found this new passion and it's a great sport. It's adrenaline fueled and it's a lot of fun. Is there a lot of snow from where you hang out from originally? No, there's, there is not. There's one local resort about 45 minutes an hour away that I practice at. It's only a four or 500 foot vertical. But what's great about it is even though it's a small resort, the topography of the hill is very similar to a speed ski track in the sense that it is steep and then there's a long run out. So it's pretty good practice, and and even at the slower speed, you can still get a lot of experience and work on your equipment adjustments. Yeah, and the, the, the technique where it's, where it's all about, isn't it? Correct. Your engineering background, then, I can sense that that has a lot to do with you know you helping create the speedy sort of outfits and helmets. I would imagine that you know you're, you're looking to see if we can tweak to get that little bit of extra out of things. Would that be right? Yes. Yeah. The, the equipment is a huge part of speed skiing. My background in engineering has helped a lot with the design of the overall equipment setup, and then also working with the different ski manufacturers that supply some of the equipment as well to give valuable feedback and input to make changes in the product. Excellent. Okay. So this is Goals do come true, the podcast. So how do goals feature in your life? They're a huge part of my life every year, both professionally and then in, in skiing. And even personally, I set goals. I try to keep the goals somewhat simple and then make sure that they're measurable and that they're an achievable goal. So for example, this next year in skiing, my three goals are to one, try to ski 180K to improve my overall standings in the skiing, and then three, try to have a top 15 or top 10 finish in a World Cup result. So based on this last year worth skiing 166K, you know, 180K is fairly close. So it's an improvement, but it's something that I can, I believe that I can achieve if I work hard and the conditions and track present itself. And then this last year, for example, one of my goals was to ski over 100 miles an hour, which I accomplished, and I was super excited. I wound up skiing 103.74 miles an hour, and that was my personal best. So trying to set those goals, making them high, 
but still making them achievable. And, and it brings me a lot of satisfaction and keeps me pushing forward. You've got to have a little bit of something not quite right with you to want to go that fast on two bits of wood, although they're yes. obviously they're not wood or, yeah. you know, whatever it's made out of. But that seems like crazy sort of stuff. It's been a long, long time since I've been skiing. But yeah, over 100 miles an hour skiing. Crazy, crazy. Kudos to you in that respect. Thank you. So, so if you hit 180 K, mm-hmm. yeah. where, where would that put you in the world at the moment then? Would that get you into your top 10 or is everybody else sort of aiming for that sort of thing as well? The 200 K is kind of the magic number that everybody's aiming to. There, A lot of people joke, say life begins after 200 K, but beyond that point, you kind of take a huge jump up. And I would say the very top speed skiers, they're over that at the 200 or over that 200 K mark, but the speeds that you achieve in speed skiing, while it is dependent on the racer, it's also dependent on the track length and size. So for example, the speed, the 103.74 was done on a small to medium size speed ski track, but the, the largest speed ski track far as France speeds regularly reach over well over 200 K on that track. Versus in Sweden, the track record's 180, over 180K, 181K. So there's a big difference depending on the track, what you're able to achieve as a top speed. Okay, so how do they equalize it out across everywhere then? Because that sort of makes things a little bit tricky. If you're, you know, if you're in a favorable environment, i.e. track-wise, and you hit a speed, how... Can that compare if, you know, there's a different track where there's a higher speed? So how, how do we get world records in that sort of situation? I mean, yes, different levels so, of world record in that. Respect. Yeah, the world records are set on what is called Speed Masters. It's a event where, where they're solely focused on breaking the world record, achieving the top of speed possible. But for the World Cup events, FIS, which is the, the international governing body, for speed skiing and also governs all the other Olympic and World Cup speed skiing sports, they mandate that the top speed is around 200 to 220K top. So in those types of competition, you're skiing to try to win the race. So you're you're comparing your speed within that race to somebody else and you get points for the race. And then at the end of the year, the one with the most points wins the overall World Cup title. And then they have a speed skiing champion world championship as well. So it's kind of two different events, but both are very important to try to win, especially the trying to improve your World Cup standings and hopefully win the overall World Cup title. What does winning a World Cup title do or, be, you know, having good standings? Because I, I noticed in your bio that you, you've got a few connections with some of the ski organizations. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, does that help with your sponsorship? Uh, do they pay you for this sort of thing or, or is it, you know, is it a professional sport or is yeah, that like you've some, still got a day job? It's a semi-professional sport. The races they do, some of them have prize money. Some of them do not, but definitely improving your results and getting in to higher level rankings gets you more sponsorship and then also can help with just getting more attention 
to your brand and and also too it's nice to win a big trophy at the end of the year <laughs> yeah why so, not yeah. yeah we're in it to win it aren't we mm-hmm. excellent so with these goals then that you set for yourself do you do you write them down or are they on a vision board how, how do you put it together for yourself so for the scheme goals, they're actually on my website. If you check out jacobperkins.org, you'll see the 2022 goals, the 2023 goals, and then you can see the results and see how I did on that. So I make it very clear to both my competitors and sponsors and, and everybody I know what I'm trying to do. As far as like my professional goals at Amatrol, I'm constantly recording like the different tasks and goals on a task list and I assign an importance or a priority number to each of those goals. So like, I don't, even though I might have five or six different tasks or five or six different goals, it doesn't necessarily mean all the goals are created equally. Like there's ones that I place more importance on. And then I, I say, when did I start this goal or this task? And then when I finish, I make sure to record when I finish the task. And then I, I write comments about either my reflection on how did it go, or if there's something important about when I completed this or accomplished this, that may be helpful in the future. Because I, I do think the goals build on each other. So like, for example, in the scheme, last year was 100. This year, I'm trying to go, you know, 110 miles an hour. So the concepts and the principles of what allowed you to get to a hundred are still going to apply to when you set even a higher goal. So it's important. I don't think to lose track of where you came from and what you did on your previous goals. Hello. I hope you don't mind me interrupting this episode. Just wanted to tell you about one of my other businesses, which is DB wealth planning and preservation. We do cash flow modeling, lifestyle financial planning, and wills and trusts. So if that's something that's on your agenda, if you want to see what your future looks like well ahead of the game, then pop over to my website, dbwpp.co.uk, and we'll help you create your future and protect your assets. So that's dbwpp.co.uk. Anyway, let's go back to the podcast. There's a couple of things that I'm going to pick up there. First off, that you're keeping the results so that you can measure against what's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. I like that. And also that you're analyzing and making comments about things so that you can see what went right and maybe what went wrong. Yes. I like also the fact that you're seriously sharing your goals out there with the world. And... That's a big, big thing. You know, if you're putting it out there, it puts a little bit of, not a little bit, and, you know, a great amount of extra pressure on you to achieve because the whole world can see how you're getting on. So that, I think that's a bit ballsy in, in one respect. So many people keep stuff to themselves and then exactly. you know, they're, they're not accountable to anybody. And it doesn't really matter if they don't achieve it because who's going to know. So I think, you know, there's a couple of you know, little important bits in there that, that you've shared about, you know, letting the world know what your goals are, because then you're held accountable to more than just yourself. 
which is a very, very important thing, but also measuring them on a regular basis that, you know, and prioritizing as well, because it's so very often very difficult to keep all the plates spinning at an equal level when some of them are more important than others. And, you know, just every now and again, we've got to let a plate fall so that we can concentrate on the more important ones. So yeah, a couple of good little like points in there that I think, you know, the listeners needed to yes. pick up on, I think. Yes. Yeah. Completely agree, Doug. And actually I used to be, be more reserved really in the last two years, I've been trying to kind of put myself more out there and bring attention to what I'm doing. And like you said, I think it creates accountability. And I think it's it's also important too, because you you are showing everyone as well as yourself what you're trying to achieve and accomplish. Yeah, there's definitely no hiding from it if it's out there in the world. So that's cool. So we write them down, but you also, you know, at work, you've got some kind of tracking system. Mm-hmm. So have you got a big, hairy, audacious goal? I mean, ultimately, is 120 miles an hour, is that possible? Has anybody done that? It, you know. Yes. Yeah, that is that is very achievable. And that, I think around 120 to 130, that is the 200K mark. Right. That is a That is like one of my big goals is to do 200K. I've only been doing the World Cup this past year and this year I've been doing for several years before something called S2. It's the feeder category into the S1. So I'm very early on in my career, but that's definitely one of my long-term goals is to ski 200K. And then another goal of mine would be to either win a World Cup race or to win a world championship medal. Okay. And the competition then, people that have got into this a little bit earlier than you, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes, it definitely gives them a hands up. But the great thing about speed skiing is the career is more prolonged. You see a lot of the top guys, they're in their 40s and, and even some of them are in their early 50s. So I'm in my late 20s right now. So I have a lot of time to develop and grow, which is a good thing, but still a lot of them get in in their early 20s instead of mid 20s so i'm a couple years behind on the development pipeline and i'm having to make up time which i'm doing but it takes extra effort and extra commitment and extra work to get there do you get all the support you need from your work Yes, I do. They are very cooperative with the competitions and allow me to take the time to go compete in them. One of the things about speed skiing, it's a seasonable sport skiing in general is. And so the season runs from January to April. And during that time, it's a very intense thing. I'm on the road a lot. I'm traveling. And then when it's in the off season, I mean, you're still working out and you're still working on your equipment but you have a lot more time to dedicate to work. So they they realize that and they look at the overall objectives of the organization and work with me to allow me to take the time off and compete in those competitions. Okay. I think that's another sort of important thing, but for the employers out there, when people are committed to something, especially if it's sports related or competition related, letting your team out and about to achieve these goals because they're committed and because they have goals, 
it probably isn't going to affect their overall performance in the job in the main. Because I think, you know, appreciating that you're getting given time to do this stuff means that, you know, when you're back on it, you're back on it. Exactly. I I, I think that's an important thing for employers as well, any that might be listening to, you know, if you've got team members that have an interest, certainly these days when time in the job is considerably more flexible. I think that's another another thing there. So yeah, good for your employers to help out there. So I'm going to ask you for a Jacob Nugget. So this is goals, goal setting, mm-hmm. right? Something the whole world needs to know, according to Jacob, that we haven't touched on already. Sure. So I did discuss the different goals that I'm trying to achieve, but how I came up with them, I didn't. And I think it's really important when trying to come up with goals that you have a vision first of where you're trying to get to. So if my end goal is the 200K and the world championship medal, that's your vision. And then you need to create the goals along the way that you're able to achieve and progress to get to that goal. And then you lastly need to have the perseverance and determination to stick with it because there's been times when, you know, things aren't going well or you've had a crash or something isn't quite right and you want to veer off course. You're like, why am I doing this? It's just making my life hard. But then when you accomplish that goal, it's such a good feeling and, and it just totally validates why you're doing this. So just don't give up on what you're trying to do. Have the end vision in sight and create goals that will allow you to get there. That's a good point. I'm going to ask about crashes. Mm-hmm. Not something you want to dwell on, I'm sure. Yeah, but, it's okay but, once you get over it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, you're doing 180K. In a straight line. Yeah. And something goes wrong. It's going to take you a long time to stop, right? Yes, a very long time. If you fall at those speeds, you're sliding for several football field lengths. Yeah. People, can you imagine that? So you just do you curl up in a ball? Do you hope the skis come up, off? What do you do? Do you just lie flat? I don't you know. I don't know. What do you do? Well, we're all wearing back protectors. Some of us have inflatable vests on as well. So immediately when you do fall, we try to turn over to our backside to prevent us from getting friction burns because at those speeds, you'll actually get second or third degree burns from your skin because you're only wearing a a very thin rubber suit and maybe you have a, a protective or base layer underneath. So there's not much between you and the snow. And again, at those speeds will cause burning and friction on your skin. So by turning to your back protector side, you you prevent that from happening. So it all happens very quick. I mean, you got to react very, very quick. How many times have you come off? I've had this last year, I had, I had one serious crash and I actually was able to ski the next day. I walked away with, with only minor injuries and I I think both this and the resort workers at the Idre Sweden World Cup competition for preparing the track well, having adequate medical people there, and then luckily uh, myself being able to quickly 
kind of turnover and, and roll offs from the front. So that's just crazy that's stuff. Crazy stuff. stuff. So I don't know, really want to finish on crashes. <laughs> yeah, that's usually not where you want to end on. <laughs> but I'm sure people wonder, you know, were wondering in that respect. How confident are you that you're going to hit this 200K figure? I am very confident in, in my speed skiing career that I will hit that figure. Do I think it's going to happen next year or maybe even the following year? No, but I think in the near future that that's a very achievable goal if I continue to work hard towards it. There we go. We're going to watch out for you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> and see how you come along. Jacob, thank you very much for joining me and sharing a little bit about your goals and, and the crazy life that you live at over 180K on two pieces of, what are they? What are they? What are your skis made of? Metal, wood, and titanium. Crikey. Right. That great combination. But thank you very much for joining me. Yes. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 